following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. gentlemen happy friday welcome to another episode of fantasy beasts and where to find or where to find them the fantasy football podcast i am your host for the day kyle ranny uh gary is out we missed our normal timeline to record and he is actually at his normal job nine to five uh i am here though today covering a little bit of news and some uh some talk on our dynasty teams that we actually just drafted this past week uh started off though some injury news on the front here uh, we saw tight end Mark Andrews go down. He actually um, collapsed at practice. Not much clarification on what happened. Was carted off the field. Uh, Eagles tight end slash former quarterback Tyree Jackson is out 8 to 10 weeks with a fracture in his back that they cannot do surgery on. And, uh, I mean, Karrion Johnson goes back to the Eagles after reverting to the IR. So he's out for the entire season as well. The Jets edge rusher. I'm missing out on his name here real quick. Jets edge, edge rusher Carl Lawson, I believe. Yep, Carl Lawson will miss the entire 2021 season. Uh, he has ruptured his Achilles. So get better soon to him. Carson Wentz is also apparently very antsy to return to football and has been maintaining a mental focus on the game as it is while he's off the field physically. But we will discuss a little bit here. Um, Myself, uh, Gary, Gary's brother Jason, we had a 12-team dynasty startup this past week. Figured we will discuss that a little in depth. That draft itself was quite quite an adventure. Still waiting on the rookie draft. We are two weeks out on that. But the teams that Gary and I both ended up with in this league are pretty, pretty solid. We uh, proceeded to go through here. Both similar strategies. Gary drafting out of the the two spot. Myself drafting out of the eight spot. Uh, but we will cover where, where we ended up here. Gary ends up with a full roster looking like this. Josh Allen, a quarterback. Delvin Cook, Kenyon Drake, running back, running back. Uh, Henry Ruggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Debo Samuel, T. Higgins at wide receiver, um, Adam Troutman, Marquez Callaway, Zach Moss as, to fill out the rest of his starting spots. On his bench, however, quite a bit of uh, talent as well. Jared Goff, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Tevin Coleman, Samaj P. Ryan, Jake Kumaro, Michael Thomas, John Ross, K.J. Hamler, Lynn Bowden, Randall Cobb, uh, Tyree Jackson, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and Dan Arnold. Uh, Gary 
kind of took an approach that I like a lot here. He he stacked up on the position players heavily, running back and receiver, to be able to run and use his flex spots. This league is a 1.5 PPR points for tight ends, so tight ends are a little bit overpowered. However, Gary and I both waited and shelved tight ends here, him starting off with Troutman, but allowing himself the bounce back of Tyree Jackson, who's made a, a, a name for himself in camp, obviously might miss most of the season. Austin Hooper and David Njoku should have one of the starters in Cleveland. Uh, and Dan Arnold in Carolina there. The the real depth Gary has here, looking at his receivers, able to sit in with DeAndre Hopkins, who is a bit on the older side, but still 29, he's, he's under 30, should have at least five to six more years left in a dynasty format. Uh, Henry Ruggs. Last year's first-round pick for the Raiders, 22. He's got quite a bit uh, going forward with him. Debo Samuel, also still only 25 years old, is the number two there, clearly after Brandon Ayuk. And T. Higgins, who there's not really a note on what he is, but he's going to see production this year. He has looked great through camp so far. He had a good rookie year last year with Joe Burrows under the helm. And really, to another 22-year-old, the best way he can do it. Michael Thomas being uh, a bit of a question mark. However, Gary was able to grab him very late in the draft. Um, I'm trying to see if I can get a draft. does not tell me exactly where he was drafted as of right now. I'm... On Gary, Oh, uh, fifth-round pick. So a guy who, when he's healthy, when he returns, even if it's not with the Saints, will add value to that roster. Gary obviously has himself set at quarterback for years to come with Josh Allen, but allowed himself the ability to have Jared Goff, Mitch Trubisky, and Deshaun Watson. He's rather stacked at quarterback going forward. Running back, uh, Delvin Cook, obviously real strength for him there. Tampers off a little going with Kenyon Drake and Zach Moss should be his number two most likely. Um, Tavin Coleman, that means Gary's probably in pace to be looking at my, like a Michael Carter in the rookie draft. Uh, but Gary Alt, oh, or end of the day, had a very, very strong uh, roster drafted in this dynasty league we're in. Uh, my team coming out of the eight spot at quarterback. Russell Wilson, running backs, David Montgomery and Chase Edmonds, wide receivers, this is really my uh, pride and bolstering point of my roster, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Ayuk, Justin Jefferson, uh, tight ends definitely could be a little better, starting with Janu Smith, I uh, don't know that I'd buy that he's for sure going to be a number one tight end, as in tight end one through ten this year, but I'm hopeful he can at least pull his weight and uh, be a good enough top end tight end too. And some of my other guys on the bench can develop. Uh, Cole Beasley, Marvin Jones, a little bit of older receiver depth, but guys that should both produce still at their at their age and in their positions. Uh, and wide receiver Jacoby Meyer from New England, who continues to make a name for himself in the preseason here, uh, to round out my starters. On the bench, went with three quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Jordan Love. I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins, but I'm a guy who in the past has been able to wheel... Players that I don't necessarily love that are somewhat productive for more need. End of the day, I can turn Kirk Cousins and maybe get a second-round pick or a third-round pick. I turned Cam Newton for a second-round pick last year. Uh, so that's kind of where the Kirk Cousins thoughts and banter are. Running backs, uh, the starters on the roster I have there weren't very pretty. Uh, 
Edmonds and Montgomery are both questionables at this point. Montgomery had a good year last year. Has an equally favorable schedule, shall we say. Chase Edmonds looked good in limited action as the number two back. Should be given the starting role. I did draft his immediate backup in James Conner. And I also got Daryl Williams from Chicago as my backup. So I have both... Both Arizona and both Chicago running backs. My rookie draft needs are for sure going to be looking at running backs. Uh, wide receivers on my bench, I have Adam Humphreys in Washington, a guy who they said has looked very good so far in camp, has a connection with Ryan Fitzpatrick already. Uh, we'll see if that continues to play out. Colin Johnson from Jacksonville, um, maybe not as much this year, but with Marvin Jones there, he could eventually be the successor to the up-and-get-it kind of guy. And... I went with Christian Wilkerson out of New England. He's had back-to-back three-plus catch games in the preseason so far. Having a strong camp there. I do already have one player on my injured reserve list. That is uh, Rams running back Cam Akers. I was able to get him on a slide all the way to the seventh round. Uh, Obviously, you don't necessarily want to give up your position players at that spot because you can still have a viable starter. But a running back position that's not the strongest now to set up for next year in a slingshot sounds pretty good to me. Uh, as I already alluded, though, Janu Smith is my number one tight end. I have six tight ends on my bench that are all number one or number two on a team that I'm hoping can grasp and, and become more this year, starting with Jack Doyle out of Indy, CJ Ozuma from uh, Cincinnati. Fun facts on Ozuma. Ozuma last year uh, started for two games before he ruptured his Achilles and was a 10.5 and 16.5 fantasy point producer with five and six targets each week. Um, Very good, viable production there. Averaging more than 10 yards per catch. I know that there's a lot of mouths to feed in Cincinnati, but it seemed like something was already starting to really bolster there with Joe Burrow, so let's hope that can continue. Uh, O.J. Howard with Tampa, another kind of situation. He started to click a little bit with Tom Brady before rupturing his Achilles last year. We'll see if he can pick back up where he left off. Anthony Ferksker should be stepping completely into the number one tight end role there, although he was listed as the number two on the depth chart behind Jeff Swaim. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Ferksker, but he had a couple big games last year, namely against Houston, nine targets, eight receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Later in the season against Cleveland as well, seven targets, five catches, 51 yards, uh, a couple 10-plus point weeks there as the clear number two behind Janu Smith. Jordan Akins out of Houston, a guy who has always looked like he's on the verge of breaking out and never completed the breakout. Uh, Last year he had, in this format, five 10-plus point weeks. He's got the ability. Let's see if he can put it together one last year. XFL legend Donald Parham rounding out my roster here. Uh, last year was an up-and-down year. Really didn't see much uh, playing time at all through the beginning of the season. He played less than played less than 20 snaps in all but three games last year. Uh, finishing out really... We don't have a snap count for the Kansas City game, but he had three catches, 37 yards, a touchdown in that effort. Um... He had a couple, a 7-point, a 14-point game, and they haven't really replaced Hunter Henry. So that's really where we're at. I'm going to see if I can find another of these teams I was a really big fan of through the draft this past week uh, and discuss 
the the I, I will go with our former uh, counterpart and our former co-host on Two Point. He's over on Two Point now. Ryan Holt Bailey is in this league with us. Uh, Ryan had a very nice draft himself. A lot of youth, a lot of upside. Going with the veteran presence, a quarterback has Tom Brady as a starter um, with Jalen Hurts and Cam Cam Newton on the bench. At running back, Ryan's out here with Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and and J.K. Dobbins. So all three of last year's top-end rookie running backs pretty much are all on Ryan's roster at this point in time. Talk about loading for the future at running back when, for the most part, I sold on running back because you can always build in the rookie draft on a fourth or fifth rounder who will hit. Ryan says, let me build for the future and not have to worry about that. Gets three guys that realistically should have probably eight to ten more years of their career at running back, providing they can stay healthy and as good as they were. For wide receiver, Ryan's loaded with uh, Tyler Lockett, Jerry Judy, LaVisca Chenault, and he also had Damian Harris on his uh, starting roster. Starting two tight ends in this format with Tyler Higby and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Hawk was a target high on my list. Ryan actually nabbed him on the swing back before I could get a chance for it. Uh, so thanks for that, Ryan, if you're listening. The rest of Ryan's bench rounded out, though. Todd Gurley, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, Justin Jackson, Quadri Olison, Darrington Evans. So a lot of young, pretty much everybody on his roster there he's looking at being first or second year running backs besides Gurley, who's not rostered currently. Uh, receivers on his bench, James Washington out of Pittsburgh, Traquan Smith, Donovan, Pe- Donovan Peoples-Jones, Brian Edwards, uh, and rounding out at tight end with Ty Conklin and, oh, yep, Tyler Tyler Conklin and uh, Drew Sample. So Ryan had himself a nice uh, draft there. He drafts nine in that rookie draft. And let's see if we... I know he had a pretty good route. So our buddy Camera Brand, who's been mentioned on the show, he has been on the show in the past. Uh, a good young roster as well here. Starting roster for him, quarterback Justin Herbert, running back Aaron Jones, running back Leonard Fournette. I feel like that's something he might be readdressing soon. Um, but he does have James Robinson as well on his bench. Uh, receiver A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, Darius Slayton, Mike Williams. Uh, tight end Mike Gusecki. It says he's got Dawson Knox and Marlon Mack as well. I don't think he readjusted his lineup yet from what was just auto placed uh tight ends on this on his backups he's got both teddy bridgewater and drew Locke, so he's rolling with whoever denver's gonna throw out there jd mckissick sony michelle mike boone lamichael perine uh perine james robinson are his backup running backs rashad perryman jalen hurd hunter renfro scotty miller jalen goiton uh, antonio gandy golden and gabe davis are his backup receivers a lot of youth and a lot of slot play. Nice uh, nice strategy in a PPR league to make sure you're grabbing that slot guy who's going to see an uptick of, of receptions. And Jacob Hollister, tight end. Uh, tight end being probably the weaker position on Brandon's roster. However, Brandon has the first pick in the rookie draft, and it seems like he's already stated as well he will be going Kyle Pitts. So our Dynasty League is underway 11 days until our rookie draft in that situation. And we are well underway of the NFL season this year, guys. We will be running next week. 
a giveaway for the Fantasy Black Book from author Joe Pizapia, and we'll also have him on the show on Wednesday. Joe's a guy who really helps uh, break down the mental side and the the, the draft error side of football. Uh, helps kind of formulate and calculate when you should be looking at talent over position filling. And it's something I've started to buy into in years past. It's not going to win you a league to just say, I need to fill my team and I need a quarterback and the best available quarterback is quarterback nine where I could be getting X wide receiver to help add a fourth wide receiver and keep that strong. The, the points difference between quarterback nine and quarterback 12 are not going to generally be that big of an issue. Uh, it's a really nice way to view it, to, to calculate it, and to produce it, really. It's more of something we'll touch on when we when we speak with Joe this upcoming week, but it's it's a draft strategy that has made me such a smarter, more viable player. I've been able to be a playoff contender in almost every league I'm in now because I draft for that specific fit. If you don't have the position, you can sometimes turn around and Spin that. Okay, I have five wide receivers in the top forty, but I could use a, a wider or a quarterback upgrade. Okay, I can maybe trade my number one quarterback and one of these receivers to upgrade one of my quarterbacks in another spot. Uh, it, it's one of those things where you get to learn value a little more. You got you have to learn to not maybe overvalue your position as much, especially if you have a surplus. But it allows you to strengthen your teams by being able to move those down the line. You can't be afraid to trade. If you're someone who doesn't like to trade, maybe not the strategy for you. Um, but it's been something that has kept me active, viable, and a contender pretty much. I mean, 10, 10 redraft leagues almost every year, and I have been close to, if not as good, in every redraft league for the last two years of following the Black Book Method. So Joe is a good person. We'll have him on. We'll have him explain a little further. We'll get to talk to him about some of his hits, some of his misses. Um, I mean, last year, this is a guy who predicted the Calvin Ridley breakout. The year before that, he had the, the Chris Godwin breakout. Uh, I actually have his book on order. I should have that by Monday. So I'm excited to see who his next breakout star is. I have a feeling who it might be. But we'll get that uh, certified and locked in this upcoming week for it. I think that'll about do it, though, for today. There's uh, it was a quiet front. We had some NFL action last night. We can maybe discuss that real quick before we get off the air. Uh, the Patriots facing the Eagles in preseason uh, really kind of laying one on them. Cam Newton had a nice game in front of him. He ends the night... Going 8 of 9 for 103 and a passing touchdown. Mac Jones goes 13 of 19 for 146. Uh, neither quarterback having a terrible night. J.J. Taylor leads the way rushing for the Pats. Uh, 12 rushes, 93 yards, and one touchdown. Ramadre Stevenson continues to shine. Goes 50, 15 er, rushes, 66 yards for a 4.4 yard per carry average. And two touchdowns. Uh, Sonny Michelle even getting into the action here, 7 for 34, 4.9 yard per carry. Uh, I am very high on Damian Harris, but he's sliding a little in that backfield. Granted, he did have a touchdown, uh, but it's looking like it's going to be a crowded backfield in New England, as per always. Sonny Michelle jumps in again with four catches for 37 yards receiving. 
Jacoby Meyer has three for 56 and a touchdown. Christian Wilkerson does go three for 36. And Gunnar Olszewski, four for 57. Another decent day there. Ending Philadelphia on their side. Elijah Holyfield, four rushes for 31 yards on the ground. Kenneth Gainwell, five for 21. Joe Flacco gets the start, goes 10 of 17 for 83 yards. One pick and gets sacked once. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell stays active in their receiving game, three for 23. Devonta Smith makes his NFL debut. He goes two of nineteen. Jordan Howard sees some reps as well this or yesterday. But that'll do it, guys. We will check in. We will see you guys on Wednesday with our guest Joe Pizapia. I am going to go get married. Uh, so enjoy your weekend, guys. We will stay as active as we can on the page. Until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.